0: Welcome to Episode 4 of the Atlas Weekly Recap, a podcast hosted by me, Mitchell Kelsey, a Financial Advisor at Atlas Wealth Management. In this podcast, I look to provide short weekly recaps of what's been happening in financial markets and the broader economy and how this might impact investors. You may have noticed the sound quality has improved a little bit, as I now have a microphone, so hopefully that's coming through a lot clearer for listeners. So let's take a look at what's been happening in the week ending Friday, February 17th, 2023. Looking globally to begin with, on Tuesday, we had the Q4 GDP data, so gross domestic product data for Europe, uh, released, which showed the economy in Europe grew by 0.1% for the December quarter and 1.9% for the 12 months to December. And, I mean, Europe has really been able to surprise to the upside, uh, particularly in, in the last six months due to uh, a warmer winter, uh, resulting in, I guess, reduced demand for gas, which has become you know, extremely expensive for, of late. And uh, that's sort of a, as a result of the, the disruption that's been caused by the Ukrainian and Russia war. And if we look at the Euro stocks 50 share market index for the last six months to date, so this share market index is composed of 50 blue chip uh, large capitalization stocks from 11 countries in the Eurozone. It's moved up about 14% for the last six months and just sort of, I guess, shows the resilience of the the Eurozone uh, economy and sort of reflects, it's been reflected in, in equity markets there as well. Saying globally, on late Tuesday night Australia time we, we had US CPI data for January released and it showed that headline CPI uh, consumer price index rose by 0.5% in January and is now at 6.4% uh, for the 12 months to January. And this has come down from the 6.5% that we saw uh, for, the, for the month prior, I guess in the, in the 12 months to, to December. And this, this rate, this headline inflation rate of 6.4% is the lowest uh, inflation rate that we've seen since October 2021, which uh, I guess was a time when central banks were only just starting to consider that you know inflation might not actually be transitory and, and is' sort of the, the real thing. And uh, it just sort of goes to show that inflation is sort of trending down in the U.S. but there is still a, a lot of work to do. And uh, I mean, most economists would have liked to have seen the the headline CPI rate uh, fall to around 6.2%. And share markets didn't really know, share markets in the US uh, didn't really know which way to go on on Tuesday night. So the data had come out just before the market opened. And we saw the S&P 500 index, the Dow Jones index sort of moving up and down throughout the, the trading day. And they closed flat. And, and we did see that the NASDAQ uh, closed slightly higher. So the tech heavy NASDAQ sort of closed a little bit higher on on Tuesday. We did however, see see bonds sold off in and, and the 10 year the 10-year treasury re- yield, sorry uh, rise uh, as a result of the, the data as uh, I guess the, the CPI data does support another rate rise by the Fed when they meet next in in late March. Looking locally now, uh, looking locally in, in Australia. Uh, on Wednesday we had Australia's central bank governor Phil Lowe. So he was appearing before a, a Senate committee where he, he received a bit of a bit of a grilling from uh, senators and MPs sort of demanding, I guess, answers about the bank's continued interest rate rises. And some of these MPs have, have called for the have actually called for the governor to be to be sacked as well. So this uh, this comes after the central bank surprise markets last Tuesday when it revealed that at least Two more interest rate rises um were on the horizon and uh, i mean phil though he, he held up relatively well against the the political pressure sort of methodically making his case for, for why more rate rises were, were necessary to to quell inflation he sort of just told you know telling p- politicians you know the the alternative of even stronger inflation would, would lead to lead to more more job losses and i mean he's got a a very unpopular job to do right now as as borrowers deal with high interest rates and particularly those who, who may be borrowed um you know borrowed maybe above their means during the, the pandemic at those emergency interest rates and uh he, he does cop you know the, the brunt of the criticism um for the the interest rate hikes of, of you know that we've seen over the last nine months or uh, well, 9 to 12 months and you know but at the end of that he, he is just one one of nine members on the board's committee making decisions on on interest rates so it's not just him and based on how he sort of handled the the questions it's clear that he's not wavering from the task at hand of, of managing prices regardless of what MPs have to say and while the the bank's objective the, the central bank's objective is to ensure price stability they they also need to consider the the strength of the currency the australian dollar and with central banks around the world rising interest rates uh, i guess a a much faster rate if we look at the us for example cash rate there is about 4.75 and this can have an an adverse effect on the the australian dollar which which can which can too uh, i guess um internally to higher inflation here in australia as as we're paying more more australian dollars uh, in exchange for our our imports which are we look at the U.S., are going to be in, in U.S. dollars. So that's just something else that the, the bank is, is consider- considering as well. On Thursday, we also had, uh, in Australia, the, the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, released some labor data for January, which indicated the unemployment rate had actually unexpectedly increased from, from 3.5% to 3.7% as the, the number of employed people reduced from Oh, it, it reduced by uh, about 11,500 and of course it's never a nice thing when Australians are losing their jobs but it, it is, I guess, a, a key indicator that the RBA will is going to want to see if, if it's to slow the pace of, of rate rises and off the back of that ABS data coming out, we, we actually did see the ASX two hundred lift off the back of that. Uh, looking to, I guess, Australia's corporate earnings season. And uh, I mean, it's definitely been a huge week for earnings results here in Australia. It's been a bit of a mixed bag in terms of companies, both Australian companies, both meeting and missing earnings targets. And I'll, I'll just touch on a few here, but there, there were a lot reporting last week. And starting with IAG and, and Lend Lease Group. So they both reported on Monday. IAG reported their first half uh, 2023 result. Uh, it didn't contain any surprises as a Preliminary result was released about a week earlier when the the insurer downgraded its its financial year twenty twenty three insurance mar- margin guidance. Although cash earnings, in terms of some of the the metrics, so we did see cash earnings rise by about twenty seven percent to two hundred twenty three million, and this was predominantly driven by a turnaround in investment income. So financial market conditions, you know, can impact insurers' returns as they they invest, you know, the the insurance premiums that they receive from customers and um, Although what weighed on the result a little bit was the, I guess, the elevated natural hazard claim costs due to the the Auckland floods that we saw recently. Looking to looking at Land Lease Group, the diversified real estate developer and landlord, they reported a loss uh, narrowing to 141 million for the six months to December 2023. Uh, sorry, 2022, and this had improved from 264 million for the same period the the, the year before. Um, but despite this, uh, the, the share price ha- had dropped, so the, the so markets didn't really um, like that, that result and, and sort of the shares dropped 7.4% uh, after the announcement. Looking at two of the more, I guess, notable announcements or I guess earnings results that we saw this week, we had Commonwealth Bank of Australia. They reported on Wednesday, they, they actually reported a record half-year profit of 5.15 billion, which is, is up 9% and hitting analyst expectations uh, as it grew its home and, and business lending. Despite a challenging economy, but they they did haul in, you know, um more in, in interest payments from customers as mortgage rates rise, uh rose, sorry. But in spite of that, uh CBA shares, they they opened sharply lower on on Wednesday. And they're actually down as low as um they fell five percent in the first five minutes of trading, and this was really because analysts just started to begin questioning whether its margins, um, interest rate margins, may have peaked with with funding cost pressures and loan impairments set set to rise. And to close the trading down, Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, the, the share price had fallen six percent on the day, which is, I guess, rather considerable given, especially given its, I guess its um, market capitalization, it makes up about 8% of the ASX 200 index, so we did see the index close about 1% lower on Wednesday. On Thursday, we had Sonic Healthcare, the Australian pathology, radiology, sort of laboratory company, Uh, they reported first half um, for 2022, sorry, 2023 financial year Uh, revenue, that the revenue had fallen. By fourteen percent, and net profit was down fifty-four percent. And I mean, this is really due to a, a steep, steep drop in in revenue from PCR testing due to the peak of the the pandemic a year ago. So, sort of comparing results to the same period last year. Last year was a time when the, a lot of you know, a lot of people were getting PCR testing, and that sort of allowed Sonic Healthcare to to profit um so if we're comparing to that period it's sort of um not really apples but uh, apples apples per se and the the share market i guess investors acknowledge that and they they reported that their base business revenue so excluding the the covert 19 testing was up six percent compared with the same period a year ago to 3.7 uh, 3.7 billion as, as customers uh, i guess Consumers, sorry, catch up on, on the tests that they delayed during the pandemic, and we actually saw the um, the share price close about 14.5% higher on, on Thursday, which is, um, yeah, quite considerable. And uh, those are sort of the, the major events uh, that occurred this week, guys. Uh, if we look to next week, earnings season continues. We've got Ampol, the petroleum company seek human resources company and Coles group as well all reporting and um yeah that's all for, for this week this week guys and i'll be back next week for another episode of the atlas weekly recap i'm Mitchell kelsey a financial advisor at atlas wealth management